Hey ho everybody and welcome to another episode of Finito, the Mifta movie podcast where we look at myths and legends from around the world and how it's influenced the movies we know and love. I am your host, Henry Finnegan, putting the fin in Finito, and as always I'm joined by the resident redhead, Amy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> what was that funny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I not hello. say hello? Um, and also uh, joining us, back by Puffalo the Man, mm-hmm. it's the <laughs> musician and YouTuber, Extraordinaire! Extraordinaire! John Brace! Hello, welcome back. Hello, guys, you alright? Amazing? Yes, very good. So, um, well, I've got to say, we had um, uh, quite a, lot, uh, a large response to the last episode that you was on, which was the Trolls episode. Oh, yeah. It was uh, currently its our most downloaded mm-hmm. uh, podcast episode. And oh. it's also so the, the most globally downloaded. More people around Ooh. the world have downloaded that particular Trolls. episode than uh, any other episode for some reason so it's either that we did a really good episode of trolls or they you know they've they flopped for you john um or perhaps a bit of both i mean you never know oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they brought the um they brought I, need, them, I feel like a poll's coming on the poll yeah what what like a <laughs> bring john back uh, john brace back for more episodes no so analyze like if they, if they flopped for john or if they flopped oh for okay the trolls. so tick list okay I think so, that would be trolls. Obviously, it would be for John. <laughs> what trolls is one of the tick lists? Was he going to say, John? <laughs> so I think they were just trolling us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's where they come back for your wit. Well, for one, th- one thing we forgot to mention last time, we forgot to actually give you a proper uh, introduction last time you was on the show. So Naughty. you actually, as I said, you're a musician and a YouTuber. So you've got your own YouTube channel, which is... Um, Laganus 2008 L-A-G-A-N-A-S 2008 and uh, I've got an amazing 35 subscribers so if you want to be subscribed <laughs> to 36 get on it you know yeah, get, in there, get in there early you know you want yeah. to, yeah. <laughs> you've got to start somewhere but you do um, it's not the quantity you currently it's the quality yeah exactly <laughs> but then you get the quantity as well so you start off with the quality nah then... I think you just need quality so so uh, you're currently you've done a couple of uh, cover, uh, covers recently, haven't you, on your YouTube channel? That's right, yeah, and I've got a few of my own original stuff as well, so and it's, it's um, like a mixture, uh, it's a mixture of stuff on the channel. So. It's not one thing, it's just lo- it's just lots of different things, a bit of Spanish on there as well. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so we'll, we'll put a, a link to John's uh, YouTube channel in the description below. Uh, do check it out, and um, we'll also put it on our social... <laughs> we'll also put it on the social media and stuff like that. But um, you've come back for... Uh, you actually... Um, Pitched this idea to us again. You mm-hmm. pitched us, and then you pitched us this idea. So, what is the name of this week's topic? It's the bunyip, um, and it's a creature of Australian Aboriginal origin. Um, and if I could tell you a little bit about its name, um, bunyip, it comes from the Wurrgaya language of the of the Aborigines, um, the people who I think came from Northwest Australia, um, and bunyip means like imposter or pretender as well sometimes in that language um and i've got a funny fact for you um it was actually the name given to people who aspired to be aristocrats in australia in 1953 pretenders imposters that sort of thing so yeah but that's that's not to do with the bunyip itself that's just a little fact <laughs> so, uh, so so the bunyip so the bunyip is um it's uh, obviously it's a mythical creature well, not obviously. Actually, we shouldn't. We shouldn't say that's well, the, the whole point. That's the whole point of the show, isn't it? But it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a creature from mainly from Australian Aboriginal um, sort of legend. 
uh, yes. supposed to lurk in swamps and billabongs. Is it pronounced bunyip or bunny ip? Bunny ip. Because bunny sounds friendly. It's like, oh, a little bunny ip, come here. Yeah. And whereas bunny ip is like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so apparently its name it does actually vary depending on which tribe um, mm-hmm. you kind of meet and stuff. And, yeah, uh, I think there's a bloke. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go on. I'm just saying, yeah, there is different names for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's a bloke. A uh, bloke. Uh, Robert Holden in 2001 apparently wrote a book where he identified uh, at least nine different regional variations on the name. Oh. So there's like one year. Several. What does it do? Well, we'll get onto that. What's its purpose? So we'll, we'll describe what it is first. Well, well, you've already talked about the name, but you said well, you said it meant imposter, but in some in some. Uh, in some tribes and stuff like that, in Aboriginal tribes, it can also mean devil or evil spirit. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So it's a bad thing. Was it the contemporary? The contemporary um, kind of description or translation of the story of the bunyip might not actually fit the original uh, origins of the of the of the creature. So uh, the Aboriginals might have had a different relationship with the bunyip than, <laughs> than the modern day man. So, so the the word um, uh, back in eighteen twelve. Sydney Gazette um, first uh, published it and called it the Barnyip. The Barnyip? The Barnyip. I'm not sure, barnyip. If, that's, I'm not sure if that is just uh, spelled like with a... Like a pronunciation. Yeah, like a Barnyip. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, well, it was yeah. used by a man to describe the, the Barnyip as a, a large uh, black animal like a seal with a terrible voice um, there to, to create terror in the darkness and at night time. Yeah, like a howling voice um, to either warn people that it's coming to get them or just to scare them and eat them, basically. Yeah, that's yeah this is where this is... This I'm confused by the seal description. I mean, well, so it's a spent... large black animal like a seal. Like, like, roll themselves, like, really cutely, but also really weird. No, sorry, I was just saying that they, they are kind of tusks, yeah, and, um, like, big teeth and things, and even um, some um, stories, um, it's got, like, a mouth on its stomach as well, so... Perhaps it's got no digestive system, so it just eats and it goes straight into the stomach. I don't know. <laughs> Ew, you mean like the stomach's like right like in the mouth? It's a stomach mouth. Yeah, it's like quite efficient, isn't it? <laughs> straight to the stomach. I suppose it is con- diff- Yeah, but isn't like the digestive like acids in his mouth then? That's horrible. No, the mouth is just to eat people, like to chew them up, and then the mouth and the stomach is to eat it. What? I'm really confused. <laughs> but the thing is, the reason it's seal-like is because it's seen near like watering holes, as I said, like creeks and billabongs, yeah. and, billabong. and, and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to come out of the water and go, Rah! and then. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. But there's a gotcha. there's a debate over the origin of the bunyip. So uh, non-Aboriginal Australians have made various kind of like attempts to kind of explain the, the true orange for like 150 years and stuff and um uh, a bloke in uh, charles fenya in 1933 apparently said the actual origin of the bunyip myth lies in the fact that from time to time seals have actually made their way up into the murray and darling rivers yeah that's, yeah that's, that's true yeah. so they've actually <laughs> seen people well i had one record of a seal in uh bedford and it, that's like 400 odd miles from like the Norfolk coast, so it made its way all the way, you know, inland that far. So a bunyip, if given the opportunity, could do as well. Well, uh, it's funny you saying that because then he presented uh, examples of seals doing exactly the same thing. So mm-hmm. you just proved his case. Uh, I have. 
but also people have also said it's the uh, cultural memory of uh, Australian marsupials that are now extinct, that they've oh. found bones and stuff like that. So the uh, yeah. Ab- Aboriginal tribes just kind of like passed it on from over time from time. Actually remembering the real creature, but that creature is now since deceased. Do you think it's just an elaborated version? Maybe. Like an elaboration of... Oh, it's like maybe we, a strange seal that they saw once that looked a bit odd. Well, it's like we make up stories about bears and wolves eating people, don't we? So if a wolf yeah. did stop to exist, cease to exist, and then we was like, oh, look at this tale where a wolf dressed up like a grandmother mm-hmm. and ate people would... I don't, would it's still scary, that is. Yeah, but then would people think, oh... you have. No, would people think oh, these wolves were wandering around dressing up as grandmothers and stuff when I we know they th- were... I did think that when I was little. I was mm. very cautious. John, did you oh, ever think that the the wolf's uh, wolf tale was actually true? No, we're getting oh, off we're getting off topic here. Okay. Uh, no, never. Um, <laughs> I've always known it's not true. <laughs> uh, so it just ruins the uh, the next. So uh, you know, like how Bigfoot's like a modern sort of myth. Is this like something that's been cited, like a bunyip? Has it been seen anywhere? Or... Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been seen. It's what been... recently? Well, no, recently. So there's early accounts of. of oh, the, I don't of... believe those. <laughs> I'm gonna check you. What do you mean? So, do you have the earliest account, John, there of um, the bunyip? The earliest accounts? Uh, no, I, I don't think I do actually. No, just um, that it was, you know, just like a um, uh, just like so, an old tale. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not sure of the first sighting of it. No. Um, so, so the earliest date, the earliest date I've got here is apparently in 1818. Uh, um, Someone, one of the earliest accounts, uh, found a large unknown freshwater animal, um, and it was by Hamilton, Hamilton human James Meehan, I believe. Right. And some bones and stuff in, in in a lake, and they but they didn't call it a bunya, but the remains um, uh, indicated the same sort of like a, a hippopotamus or a manatee. They they described mm. it, and that wouldn't obviously be in Australia, so. Um, could have been. But it, Hume didn't return to the to the lake at all to kind of find out if there was any more. Oh, that's uh, really, really not good. So, but it? also, but it's if not it's, very thorough. But you know what hippopotamus means? Water horse. It means water horse. But yeah. the the kelpie episode that we did, like water horses. Water horses. Yeah. So are kelpies water horses? Uh, oh my god, a hippo's magical. Yeah. See, I always knew hippos were magical. No one believed. In what way? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just magical when you look into their eyes. Brilliant. You know, you look into a cow's eyes. Yeah. You know, the cow look looks at you. You know this because you've done it as well. What a weird conversation that you You have. You said you you found it hard to eat meat sometimes because you look at a cow cow. and you'd see its personality. I've never said that. You did that. You said it once. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, um, what what do you think the eyes of a bunyip would look like? The eyes of a bunyip. Well, because you said it had mm. tusk, I, 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 I think I've seen. There's a, I saw a picture of a bunyip, um, <clears throat> drawn, drawn once, and it looks like a saber-toothed tiger oh, like coming that. out of the water, and it's I got like the body yeah. of a man in it, and he's like, ah! Its eyes would be driven by its intent. So, what's its intent to kill people? Or um, why does it kill it do? Or hug them to death? Uh, that's that's another thing it does. It likes to hug people to death. But, um, in uh, one story that I've heard. <laughs> Are you joking? He hugs people to death. So this could be a completely like misunderstood mythical creature that just wants love. Well, he's like hug me. Well, he's like George from uh, of Mice and Men. Yes, exactly. 
Potentially. I, I used to have a friend, but he don't move no more. <laughs> oh my god, no, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, that's a sad film. So, uh, so moving on to 1845, it was the first uh, written word of the bunyip, um, which we kind of... I don't know, it's a so different... So really recent. So the, the like... Geelong Advertiser, I think, I've announced the discovery of uh, some fossils found. And they said, the wonderful discovery of a new animal. And then it kind of like mentioned the fossils and, and it called it the oh, bunyip. But it's 1845, wasn't that like the time when people were sticking fishes onto cats' heads and stuff all that jazz? But, but they noted that, that yeah, well, they noted that the story Victorians. of an Aboriginal woman who was killed by a bunyip and was the yeah. most direct evidence of all that um, that a man named Mumbo Boran, is that how you say his name? Showed several deep wounds on his breast made by claws of the animal. Mm. So they had evidence that, unless he was attacked by something else. So, like, really, they don't have any evidence that, you know... Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned about bones stuck together because in 1847, um, they've actually... A, a peculiar skull was taken. Well, in 1846, a peculiar skull was taken to taken by a settler to the banks of Murrumbunbidgee River um, in New South Wales. And now that that was actually in the museum for years and years and years mm-hmm. as a, an actual skull of a bunyip. Really? Okay. Yeah. So was it proven not to be? So um, there's no actual photog- photographic evidence of the bunyip because it, obviously it was 1846, 47. Uh, cameras weren't. Um, well, they had them. Obviously, they couldn't do like they couldn't take a photograph that quick. Yeah, 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 they set yeah. it all up. Stay there while yeah, I set my camera up. It wasn't wasn't readily readily available. So um so there's a pencil drawing of a selfie with a bunyip skull. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's um yeah, that's the uh, one for the um Was it proven to be not course. a bunyip skull then? No, so so expert several experts um uh, identified the skull as a, a deformed fetal skull of a fowl foal or a calf. <laughs> <laughs> what was that then? There was that the was that the noise of the bunyip coming? No, because you said foul, and I, like as in like F O W L, but I imagine like F O U L, like a foul being. Like, it's just funny. Uh, foul <laughs> being. <laughs> well, I actually, I actually made a foul because I meant to say foal. Um, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so basically the the story so the story of the bunyip and stuff became really popular and stuff, and they kept it, but people kind of said it wasn't. It was a, 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 a calf. Um, so apparently uh, then in 52 there was a William Buckley's account of the Bunyips so Mm -hmm. an early written account by him and um, uh, he said I could never see any part except the back which appeared to be covered with features of a dusky grey colour it seemed to be about the size of a full grown calf I could never lean from any of the natives (laughs) (laughs) I could never learn from any of the natives that they had seen either or heard the, or tail, yeah. So basically, <laughs> he he said he saw a creature moving, but he never saw the head Don't or the, the tail of it. Things. So what did he see then? Did he just oh, see like Jesus, a... Mary and Joseph! He could have seen his own shadow. No, but that, wouldn't that would go with a seal? Because then you wouldn't you know, just like a, a large. Yeah, but then blob. would it be? It would have been a seal-like movement. You know what seals move like. Yeah, but so if you saw that from a distance, you'd just be like a blob moving up yeah. and down, wouldn't it? Well, how would it like as well, though? Uh, they they can be shapeshifters as well. The yeah, bunyips can be apparently. You know some legends. They they can be shapeshifters, so they can move into different things. See, this is this is getting really close to one. I was going to say the bigfoot because it's like the bigfoot of the outback. They're not. But then also uh, kelpies are shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. 
shape-shifting. Remember, they turn into women. I think there's some overlap with the two legends, maybe, and, you know, it happens. Maybe they're all, like, related in the family tree of mythical creatures. Like, they have the ability to, you know, do that. What they it's like the the Yeti and the Bigfoot are related. Yeah, maybe they're all in the same like gene area. See, because somebody else saw it in um, was it this guy called Edwin Stuck Look Is that how you say his name? And he uh, he had a, um, a newspaper article um, with a, one of his drawings about it, and he described it as uh, a, the likeness of the bunny up and a rather. Uh, he got a good view of the neck and shoulders of the animal, and he said it was. It had like, looked like a freshwater seal, but it had two small like fins attached to its shoulders, and like the long swan neck, and, and like the head of a dog. dog. What? <laughs> Just everything, man. And then, everything. And then the it animal. had like a curious yeah. like, bulge underneath its a jaw. Curious bulge. Like he said, it was like a bag <laughs> hanging around its neck. Oh really? Yeah, and it, it resembled okay. the pouch of a pelican. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they can have the head of a crocodile as well sometimes. Um, and also, like, flippers and fur as well and things like that. I don't know, like... See, if this was a police this description... This doesn't convince <laughs> me. <laughs> it's too many things. No, it's either one thing or the other. Hang on, we haven't got there yet. We're just nah. in the description. So imagine the police. So, um, um, uh, Reginald, uh, can you tell me what you saw? It had the head of a dog. and then uh, what <laughs> The did you... mouth of a canary. No, no, but what did you see, Jeff? Well, he had the head of a crocodile. <laughs> What about you, Michael? Um, it had the legs of a duck. <laughs> oh my God, how unusual. <laughs> In its mouth. Like, would it be reasonable? Not reasonable. I don't know what Just Would it be kind of like a theory that if it's a shapeshifter, like if it's, for example, from many films that I've watched, if a shapeshifter only can shapeshift into something that it's looking at, so maybe it's in that time of its shape-shiftingness where it's seen all these different animals and it's kind of mixtured in What's them. What's that film? It's a mixture of them. What's that no. film? Yeah, no, no. I think, what's, have you seen um, uh, Alex Garland's uh, Annihilation? This was based on the book. Have you seen that film? No. no. Natalie Portman and stuff and there's like a weird alien Oh, bubble. yeah! Hang on, I've seen that. Yeah, and there's a, there's a part where the alien oh, or the alien kind of bubble... Oh! Oh, is, I don't like it. It's learning, oh. learning from other yeah. animals and the animal's heads fuse Ooh. and there's like a half dog boar yeah. thing. So yeah. it could be like that. Yeah. That's why the descriptions are all crazy because it doesn't know which form to well, take. Well, one of the largest descriptions they said is a bullock's head. Like the bunyip had a bullock's head. A bullock? <laughs> yeah. What, what do you mean a bullock? You a bullock. Like a, bull? a bull's head. Okay. That's what a bull's head. A, a lot of people have said seal as well, haven't they? Yeah. A bullock. <laughs> <laughs> what what what's wrong with a bullock I don't know I didn't expect you to say bullock they said that the, the bullock <laughs> um, swam swam against the tide what? so it's like it was quite strong yeah. what did its body have it was like a was seal a seal oh for god's sake oh god I don't know I don't know yeah. so anyway um <laughs> <laughs> All these people just really drunk. Uh, he he eventually uh, wrote into the newspaper and said that he didn't call the animal a bunyip, and it did not have the neck of a swan. And he never said about oh, the, the animal and never seen the whole body. This is and when the hangover set in there. <laughs> yeah. And then he that. he went on to to that to reveal his um, a life size portrait uh, of the thing, but it took him four years to paint, and it was reputedly a mile long. And it's made out of 70 individual pictures. 
Um, not, why? That complicated? But it doesn't exist anymore. It was long lost. So did he really have... <laughs> did I he hope have, he didn't waste his time for something never to come about Or about did it. the government take it? Oh, whatever. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Trying to cover up the secrets of the bunion. Oh, now, okay, so possible explanations. Do you, do, you have, do you think what people could have confused the bunion with? I think they're all just drunk. Well, I think because they tend to be nocturnal. Obviously, nighttime. Um... It's, it's easy to make a mistake, isn't it? And I uh, think that you've seen something that you haven't. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's just a case of seeing something in the dark so and going, oh, well, that could be this, this could be that. Yeah. I think it's just seals. Yeah. Or was it the Min Min light? What? <laughs> or was so, it a bullock? So, so while, while we're researching this, um, I, I saw loads of different explanations of people saying, oh, it's... It's a cow. It's a seal. It's a long-forgotten animal, on and stuff. And then one of the other b- more bizarre explanations was something called the Min Min Light, which is apparently an unexplained light phenomenon. In uh, it's been reported in Australian outback. No one yes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much like that. So uh, basically, a ball of light that follows people around the outback, and people get scared what? of it. <laughs> Isn't that real? Yeah, well, it, ball lightning has been reported, hasn't it? So people have seen in the ball, nighttime in ball a ball lightning. Ah, oh. ball of <laughs> people have seen ball lightning. Pardon? Is it a bullock of lightning? <laughs> a bullock of lightning. <laughs> Quickly, it's a bullock of lightning. Uh, no, so, so, so lightning. stories about the Aboriginal uh, myths, um, Aboriginal myths have mentioned the lightning before and stuff like that. And then a lot of when the European settlers started going there. They claimed to receive dating back to like 1838 and stuff. And then uh, there was a book uh, called Six Months in South Australia, and they recorded an event that, you know, similar to this kind of ball lightning and stuff. Now, the Min Min uh, derives from a small settlement of the same name lo- located between uh, Winton and Boulia. And the light was first uh, observed by St- uh, a Stuckman in 1918. Oh. What's a Stuckman? Is that someone's surname? No, it says A Stuckman. But not... Maybe it was A Stuckman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for A <laughs> uh, So a Stuckman was someone who looks after stock. So basically... Uh, like a drover. Uh, or like a cattle herder. Or something like a that. drover. A drover. Is that what they call? I'm just referring to that film, Australia, when the man's a drover. Ah, okay. That would make sense. So, um, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, according to the folklore, the lights sometimes follow or approach people and disappear and stuff like that. But what? Um, the behaviour has been kind of people saying it's just nonsense and it was just someone's torch. Play. But people said that it could be bioluminescence bio-lum- like bioluminescence and stuff that is kind of happening at night and stuff. And then that bioluminescence from what? That the bunyip may be oh a Jesus really with, with a creature with bio uh, bio. Bioluminescence uh, creatures like like stuff on it. Did they say so, they were in the outback though? Isn't that really yeah. like desolate? There's not much water. But there's, there's still uh, creeks and and the Are occasional uh, billabongs. But were these enlightenment phenomena? Phenomena? Were they near any water sources? Well, they, they, another another idea is that it's marsh gas. And it's coming up and causing explosions and stuff. And oh, like methane? Yeah, like pops. And... Oh, that makes more sense. 
That makes more sense. But I I can understand the bioluminescence on a seal. So then if people see a seal in the daytime, they're like, oh, it's a bunyip. And then at night, they see this ball lightning. But I can't... I, no, but... Other than that, no, no, if it's just ball lightning, I can't see how people get confused with a ball of light and a black mass of an animal. Yeah. And bioluminescence looks different as well to a ball of light. It looks different. Like, it has a different kind of light. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... Um, kind of like, it's not It's not neon, is it? It's kind of like... Softer. A... It's kind of like neon. But it's like a soft neon, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Like... It's not like... Well, yeah. It is more welcoming. Yeah. It's like, come hither, come hither. And then you get closer <laughs> and boom, it turns into the bunny up and eat you. <laughs> yeah, luring you in. Boom. Yeah. Making that weird sound. <laughs> yeah. No one would go towards that. <laughs> well, he turns into a, an, a, an attractive person. So to come, look, look at my glowing lights. Why would you run away? Anyway, okay, so... Um, <laughs> Actually, there's a really cool. Uh, there's a. I mean, they're all around the world, but there's a really cool uh, lock in uh, an island that has the sort of bioluminescence, and you can actually go kayaking across it. Oh, cool! And you get to see the, the, the all the stuff glowing and stuff in the in the in the light. It's really good. That sounds cool. So, um, okay. So, um, have you got any more uh, t- bits of information on the bunyip? Uh, it's not myth? real. <laughs> no, we haven't got to that point yet. <laughs> have you got any more information, John? Before we move, we move on. on? I found this one story. Um, there was a they, there was there was a um, like like a god of like creation, and um, he lived on a mountain, right, with his wife and two kids and mother-in-law, right. And uh, <laughs> for some reason, he jumped off the mountain. I think he was in danger, um, and he caught his wife and he caught his two kids, right. But his mother-in-law jumped, and he like he missed that, right. He, he didn't catch her in time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know. And um, she 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 hit the floor and she smashed to pieces, right. <laughs> And um, what happened was um, she, like, crawled in pieces into, like, the river, right? And the bunyip tried to kill her, but she offered up her son-in-law instead. So the bunyip at the son-in-law, the uh, creator deity. <laughs> and, that, and that's, like, a story that I read about it. And I thought, what the hell? <laughs> I, I suppose that's, 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 that serves him right for not catching her, then. Yeah, yeah, I think he did it on purpose. But, but, but in the story, she just smashes to bits, but she doesn't die. And then she just crawls in bits into the river. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened with that story. It's just really weird. What but happened funny. to her afterwards? What happens to her? Does she survive? Um, yeah, she did. But the but the uh, creator uh, deity, her son-in-law, didn't. Because obviously he got so offered up that... to the bunyip and the bunyip bet him. So. so in that way, like, the bunyip could be, like, your kind of, like, I don't know, like your Batman. Wait, how how on earth did you get to that from that story? Like it could be like you know fighting for you and being sneaky and. Being um, yeah, actually, there's a story about the bunyip being the um, guardian of nature, um, and he hates humans because what because of what we do to the environment. So that's 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 oh, that could play. I love the bunyip already. Uh, so so it's, okay, so that's really similar to again to the bigfoot stuff that was talking about. Yeah, the yeah. fact that bigfoot is protecting and stuff, and it's a more of an eco. Um, message. Yeah. 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 Protect, yeah, look after the place that you live Basically, in. Basically, he will avenge you. Avenge me, Bunyip! He'll look at you and think, you're having a rough time. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, help you out here. Kind of like that, man. Okay, so there's there's lots of different tales and uh, stuff of the Bunyip being good, the Bunyip being bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the Bunyip being, like, lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Rebunny oh. Bean Tender. Mm. Ah! Okay, okay, okay so, so anyway, so we've talked about enough uh, about the myth uh, and the legend of the bunny. And this is the part of the show Films. where we go from myth to movie. Do, 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 Why is that song? It's John's, <laughs> John's music. Why is it? Is it do, do, do? That sounds like an alien thing. I play it live. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't know what the notes are now. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so there's um, so there's not that many films about the bunyip, is there? Well, no. Uh, not really. No, so, but but we did film, we, we, did, we did find a fair few, mm-hmm. uh, but there's not as many, obviously, as other myths. Now, Bigfoot had quite a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we did vampires, we'd be here to look. Oh, cows, my God, cows came would out. be? But so I found I found a film from 1977 called Dot and the Kangaroo. Yeah, and it's actually it's it's directed by Yaram Gross, and it actually stars Spike Milligan. You know Spike Milligan, the the comedian stuff. And it's um it's one of those weird uh, live action animation films from the 70s where they would film like a background, like a wood, and then they would draw like a cartoon on top of it, and it's got it make. It makes me feel oh, it makes me feel ill when I watch it. You know that kind of really mm-hmm. really dated seventies kind of like animation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Lord of the Rings film. No, oh, that was like rotoscope, wasn't it? But uh, what's that? That was that t- Willow the Wisp. Didn't they do it as well? You know that kind of cartoon. It makes you ever I used know, to watch Willow like the Wisp? I like anyway, so um, the plot is about a young girl getting lost in the Australian outback, and she befriends a kangaroo. Hence the name. Dot and the kangaroo, um, but then Dot and them uh, go on adventures and stuff. And she gets in his pouch and they pounce around. And <laughs> <all that laughs> stuff. But it's it's, it's it's based off a, a bunch of children's books um, by Ethel Ped- Pedley. But the thing is, there's a song in it. There's a song in it about the bunyip, and it it it, it talks. To, uh, I don't know if you have you seen this, John, at all. Uh, no, no, I haven't. No. Okay, so this is this is possibly one of the most terrifying, and this was a kids' cartoon, and it has oh, this kids stuff's usually the most terrifying, no, and for, especially isn't it? from the seventies. But it has oh, this yeah. song, and in it, in it, it doesn't. It's not the characters. It's kind of like it uses the Aboriginal drawings of the bunyip, and like kind of the Aboriginal drawings of the kangaroos. You know, like the kind of a weird. Yeah. Um, it has the kind of the detail inside, and the kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of called like a the start of. Um, uh, Watership Down kind of has that oh, kind of yeah. just kind of that style of it, and and it it just goes the bunyip's gonna get you, and then it's like this weird animated what, creature. American accent. <laughs> it's, it's it's really odd. It's really Ooh. odd. I like how it's set in Australia, but it's like an American sort of twang to it, like the bunyip's well, it, gonna well, it's, get it's, you. It's a it's a it's an Australian uh, TV film, so it's good stuff. But as you can tell from that song, that was that's a kids' cartoon. <laughs> And it's kind of got these, got these weird... Uh, yeah, sorry, okay. that's like X-rated Skippy. That's what that's like, X-rated Skippy. That's what... Yeah, but one thing, it, it says in the song about the bunyip is a, over a thousand years old mm-hmm. and uh, kind of like chasing and stuff. We forgot to mention in the, the myth thing, but a lot of people, a lot of Australian uh, people would say, you know, you better come home before dark because the bunyip will get you. Oh, but that's like in Ireland, isn't it? Come home before the banshee comes and get screams. But yeah, so I was I was, I was researching oh. researching about this film, and a lot of people would say, "Oh, I remember this film. That song about the bunyip gave me nightmares and oh. and stuff like that." So if one part of Dart and the Kangaroo 
uh, stood out to anyone. It was the uh, the bunyip was going to get you. Mm-hmm. But um, Spike Milligan's in it, as I said, and it's it's worth just it's worth just YouTubing that song because <laughs> um, it's terrifying. And terrifyingly good. Ter- yeah, terrifyingly good. But um, so there was it. there was another film. I don't know if you found this one, uh, John. Nineteen eighty six. Uh, I think so. Um, is it Hector's Bunyip? Hector's Bunyip, yeah. So this was uh, directed by Mark Kalin and stars um, Robert Colby, Barbara Stevens and Tushka Bergen. And the only person that I know from that is Tushka Bergen. Um, she's been in a, a bunch of other stuff that I kind of recognise her from. You'd recognise her as well if you saw it. But this one's um, a, it was a Wonderworks Australian TV movie involving a handicapped boy left in the woods who starts talking to a bunyip and becomes friends with him. He's left in the woods? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, lost in the woods. Does he get his vengeance on the people that last left him in the woods? No, so everyone thinks that the bunyip's made up like he's his imaginary friend. But he gets out of the woods because of the bunyip. And then does he kill all the people that put him there? No. No. Awesome. So, have you... uh, Did you manage to... So I really struggled to find any footage of this. Couldn't find it anywhere. Um, no, no so, um, I just couldn't really find anything. It, it was just, you know, just very difficult to find. Um, I found uh, one one review on it that said it was a beautiful tale, and the ending still makes me cry to this day. Oh, that's terrifying. Then. So, um, I think it's more of a ch- another children's film. So the bunyip seems to be kind of a children's tale, doesn't it? So mm-hmm. um, another film um, which we, I couldn't find, I couldn't find it even a trailer for, but uh, IMDb lists it. <laughs> called Bunyip 2013 um, mm-hmm. and it's just the, the weird write-up I don't, I, I don't know it just says filmed while conducting a scientific research expedition in the expansive outback of Australia Bunyip the movie is engulfed in both prevailing political debate and historic legend right. I can't find any information about this so um, I, I wanted to mention it because of how short uh, how many films we kind of didn't have on it but there's no trailer for it I don't know if it was a documentary about it or Anything about that, but it's just odd. Yeah. So, and then moving on to the uh, to uh, another one is the Bunyip 2015, uh, directed by uh, Peter John, uh, stars Lyle Morris as the Bunyip, uh, Tony O'Meara, Jackson Rich, uh, Kira Green, and um, several other people. And this one's actually a short film, um, which is a sort of a comic uh, suspense um, thriller set in the surf skate culture of 1980s Australia, and is completely done kind of like tongue-in-cheek about mm-hmm. the 80s and stuff like that. Now, we've actually uh, been in contact with uh, the director, so we might do a special uh, Q&A, if we can, um, as a separate episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably talk about a bit more about that, but it's it's, it's only about, I think, 10, 15 minutes uh, long, and you actually get to see a bunyip in it. Mm-hmm. And it's got, it's got, I'm kind of spoiling it now, aren't I? but um, yeah. it's got tusks and stuff, and it's, it's all very sort of uh, tongue-in-cheek. The director does say to American viewers, watch your tusks sometimes. Pardon? You mean Tuscan cheek? Oh, Tuscan cheek. Yeah. Um, yeah, the director did, did say uh, to American viewers, uh, yeah, you might have to watch it with subtitles on because you might not understand the Australian. Oh, Americans don't Australian. say anything, do they? But uh, yeah, I, I find the answer. But yeah, that's 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 probably the, one of the most contemporary ones, and that's about five years old. Five five years old now, mm-hmm. twenty fifteen. But moving on to the the biggest um, movie probably that we've got on the list, mm-hmm. but it opens doors is twenty nineteen's. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. What? The one, the recent one? The recent Godzilla, yeah. That was rubbish? Yeah. The one with the, all the CGI's? 
but we've all just CGI's. Yeah, so have you seen this uh, latest one, John? Is it the sequel to that other one that was made in, I think, 2014, 15? Is it like, yeah, with uh, Brian Cranston? Yeah, yeah, it's the sequel to that one. Uh, no, 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 I've not seen it, no, because that other one I didn't, I didn't really enjoy very much. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other, one, the other one I think was Gareth Edwards, wasn't it, who did several other films that I think I've actually enjoyed. But um, mm-hmm. uh, this one's actually directed by Michael Doherty, and he directed uh, Krampus, which we mentioned on our Krampus episode, mm-hmm. and he also directed Trick or Treat, which we mentioned on oh, our I like that. Sour I like, episode. Oh, yeah, I like that. So I actually liked those two previous films, but this one, um, it's, it stars Carl Chandler... Vera uh, Famiglia, is that how you say her name? And Millie Bobby Brown of, um, what's it called? Stranger Things. Stranger Things fame. And uh, it's the plot of this one is the, the cryptozoology. I can't say. <laughs> I'm having a meltdown. Cryptozoology or cryptozoological. Zoological, that's it. Zoological monarch faces off against a battery of God sized monsters. What? <laughs> yeah, including uh, Godzilla, obviously. Is one of them the bunyip then? Yeah, Mothra, Rodan, and, and apparently it's basically the, in the in the film they mention loads of titans. The oh, titans, yeah. Gadir, King King wakes up and he kind of wakes up all of these monsters around the world. Yeah, and before they just they just use like fake. It wakes up. It wakes up all these titans and stuff around the world, and uh, one of them is actually listed as the bunyip in Australia. Okay. And it's sh- he really big then? Yeah, it shows you. Well, it says it says on there that it, it comes from um, Uhuru, which is the uh, native name for what we used to call Ayers okay. Rock. Yeah, and it comes from there, and it, it rises up, and it's this enormous. My problem with this film is that all the monsters were just too ridiculously big. They well, were it, just too big. Well, it's just not that. It's just all, all at no night connection. as well. There was, there, was, just... there was no connection between... I know that it sounds weird to want a connection, but there was no connection between like the monster and the person. And like every time they were acting like with the monster near, they were just like looking up. Just weird. Just and also, like I didn't it. really care about any of the I characters. Didn't, I didn't care if so. anyone died. Are you, were you a big fan of the old um, Godzilla movies, John? Um, I think there's a charm to them, yeah. I think they're, I think they're quite well made um, with what they had at the time. Um, yeah, they're okay. Yeah, I'd rather watch them than the new ones, anyway. Do you like the '90s Godzilla? The one with Matthew Broderick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, that's not too bad. Um, I quite enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah I like that one. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, well, it's just, it turns into Jurassic Park at the end, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it it's, it? it's a bit weird. Because um, obviously they wanted a sequel, which they never got to make a sequel. But this one's actually connected to because obviously you mentioned Godzilla that was done 2014, but it was also there was a. Uh, King Kong movie Skull Island apparently that's tied to this as well so it's like a a whole world building so you've got King King Kong versus Godzilla and then they could do that's what I'm saying but then they could do a Bunyip movie do you think they could also get like into into another world and get like Tafiti what's her name Tafiti from Moana in it because she's a massive god and she could fight Godzilla well they could do a version of that yeah Yeah. uh, or would they um, get the kaiju from um What's that film with the robots? Born out of the robots. What's it called? Uh, it's got Idris Elba in it, and uh, that guy can't act. Oh, Charlie um, Hunnam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, oh my god, what's it called? Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, and yeah. they they did do a sequel with John Boyega. 
Yeah. But no, but the thing, the reason I mention this is because because they've obviously got all these monsters and stuff. They could make a myriad of movies that are all tied together, so they could do a bunyip movie that's just set in Australia. That'd they're be pretty cool. Not, they're just not very interesting, though. They're not. No, but the King Kong one was quite cool. The Skull Island one that had to like giant spider monsters and stuff like that. No. Imagine this. Imagine, imagine, imagine a well famous, uh, well famous, well famous, well famous. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a famous actor going up against the Bunyip in Australia. As long as it, it was a bit smaller and not like the size of of the world, then it would be fine. Well, no, but like King Kong wasn't the size of the world in yeah, he Skull was, Island. He was he? kind of acceptable. He was the tallest he'd ever been, but, though. The biggest he'd ever been in it. Yeah, time. kind of acceptable. But the ones in the, the recent, that weird film, they were too big. Like, it was, yeah. They weren't even scary. They were, they were so big, they weren't scary. They could have the bunny as the good guy, you know. Yeah, that would be yeah. good. You've got a yeah, bunny with like good humans and first the bad humans with like a bad bunny. I don't know. <laughs> or uh, a good yip, a good yip, and a bad yip. <laughs> <laughs> and the lukewarm yip. <laughs> He's like in the middle, you know, like a mediator. Watch out for the lukewarm yip. <laughs> Uh, here it comes again. Um, yeah, so so this does, as I said, it does open the door. Uh, but I, I kind of like the fact that it opened the door that it can make more myths and legends from around the world, like real, real myths, real myths and legends. Instead of just making stuff yeah, up, yeah. they're tying into stuff and they can kind of tailor uh-huh. it to the markets and stuff. Um, it's interesting. But I think that's that's I think that's all the films. There was a computer game um, that kind of mentioned Bunya. Do you remember this game? Um, I read about it, but now I've totally forgot. But I know that there is a game. Yeah. <laughs> It was a, it was um, it was a, it was a uh, Crash Bandicoot, Mario, Sonic wannabe. Like they wanted a, like, oh. a new mascot, but it was called Tide, the Tasmanian Tiger. And um, in yeah. that, he came across uh, Bunyips, and they were peaceful, mystical Aww. elders who inhabited the world of dreaming, and they weren't ferocious as uh, the namesake. They uh, weren't so ferocious. <laughs> they were rabid. as well. Yeah, but um, actually, I, uh, I found out that was—I think that was back in 2002—but um, recently they've just released uh, a new HD remaster of Tide Tasmanian Devil, which you can get on uh, varying uh, platforms. Okay. So, okay. so anyway, so I think I think I think we've covered all the films and games. So this is the part of the show where we go. Do you believe? Do you believe? I can't remember the, the tune there. Um, there is no tune. Okay, so. As as no. no no hang on, <laughs> as as we've got our honoured guest uh, John Brace back. Oh yes, indeed, uh, John. Uh, after hearing the uh, the tales of the myths and legends of the Bunyip, the films that was inspired by the Bunyip, do you believe in the Bunyip? Uh, no, I think people just got confused and probably thought it was a seal, and they exaggerated the legends. No. I agree. So I I think it was I th- I, I think it's real, oh, but not well, as, as people. <laughs> wrong <laughs> no 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 because no, 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 usually usually it's like there's a ghost that touches people when they get have sexy thoughts or something like that and it's like what in one of the previous episodes and it's like do you think that's real no I don't think that's real but do I think a creature that lives on a rather large you know, oh, yeah, p- part no, of the world yeah, okay. and doesn't make, it doesn't exist any anymore now but probably did nah. back then, and the uh, Aboriginal tribes probably drew it and kind of like spotted no. it and stuff like that. And then people have just gone like, "Yeah, I've seen a bunyip," and then they just 
uh, they make it up afterwards. I think the tails of the bunyip now are made up, but I think the bunyip existed once. And a big tusked creature running around the outback. Murdering people. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> I think, like, the, the notion of, like, it's a spirit, isn't it? Like, I think the spirits are out there and everything. And maybe they can take different forms and things. So do you think that they're each continent has its own version yeah of course it does like but i think the sightings are just really unreliable like the descriptions are unreliable a lot of other things that people see like usually there's an element that's consistent but there's no consistency in, in everyone's report of it so really bunyips might be real but they might be quite hidden or this just might not be anything really so mm. I, I say yes to maybe like the spirit element of it existing and i i kind of want to believe in the balls of light following you around that would be cool. Yeah, well, as I said, ball, ball line happens. But okay, so out of the films that we've mentioned, John, what what would you go back and watch, or watch watch in its entirety? Um, probably Hector's Bunya. <laughs> <laughs> Hector's Bunya. Well, it's got a four star on uh, IMDb. Cool. Was so, that just because I, I told you it had um, a sad ending? Uh, no, there's other reasons. <laughs> I like the, the Bunyip 2015, but uh, the thing that I didn't like about it was that, like, the evil guys at the beginning, why didn't they get chased down? Why was it the good guys? <laughs> the partially good guys? Do you know what I mean? Don't forget your floaties. <laughs> um, so that they should have got chased down as well. Yeah, and also that weird noise it makes, the, uh, the Bunyip. I quite like that. A little bit like a Halloween. I can't. I can't imitate it. That I tried to imitate it the other day. Yeah. I can't do it. What the well, Halloween one or the bunyip? no the the bunyip noise? No. I can't do it. No. I, yeah. I, um, well, obviously, uh, I, we've already watched that. So, um, out of the other ones, I might go back and watch the Godzilla one, um, even though it's not there. And I, I think I might watch the rest of the uh, Dot the Kangaroo if if yeah, I, if I can find that, that one. But the the most contemporary one is that uh, the 2015 it's the only one that kind of actually has a bunyip in it yeah. the rest is kind of refer to the yeah, mythical creature or uh, like a like an imaginary friend or yeah. um or uh or it's, it's just like in someone's head that's the only one with the stuff in there so um so we're coming to the end of the show so uh just want to say john it's been a pleasure of uh, having you back on the show Indeed. again thanks for inviting me yeah so um as as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, your um, YouTube channel. But if you want to mention it again, just for those legends who've uh, managed to get through this entire episode mm-hmm. and want to be reminded mm-hmm. of your uh, YouTube channel. Oh, okay, thanks. It's uh, Laganus two thousand and eight. L a g a n a s two zero zero eight. Thank you. Yeah, and as <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as I said, you can you can we'll put a link uh, a direct link to that in the um, comment section underneath comment section description underneath and we'll put it out on our social media as well and stuff um yeah john as i said so it's always a pleasure having you on so if you've got any more ideas uh, especially oh, yeah. especially as most people haven't heard of the bun yet no I've, i hadn't either no so um mm-hmm. uh, it was good it was a good find uh, i think uh we should, we should get some more sort of rare obscure obscure that was the word i was looking for obscure. Yeah. so if you've got any more obscure ideas um, also like i think we should do something that's more that's irish as well but we've covered quite a lot of Irish stuff we already. We haven't done, so. like, banshees. No, maybe we'll do a banshee. Maybe we'll put up a vote that nobody will vote for again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, banshees. yeah, so uh, if you want to get in contact uh, with us here at Hey Ho Finito, please email heyhofinito at gmail.com. If you want to ask John a question, 
Um, you can email the show or you can contact him on uh, his uh, YouTube channel. Um, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at Henry Finnegan on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow the show on Instagram or Facebook, it's Hey Ho Finito. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's it's been, been yeah. It's been emotional. Emotional. Yeah. It's been emotional. Uh, John, again, uh, do, do you want to? It's been uh, been a pleasure. Um, come back anytime, and, and uh, uh, we'll see you next time on the show. And so long farewell, Levita, and goodbye. Yeah, this is put the longest goodbye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such a yeah. Okay, see you next time. Hey ho, finito. Don't forget your floaties. <laughs> <laughs>